Blog Talk Radio. You are solely responsible for your interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA. You understand that the Love Zone USA does not in any way screen its listeners, nor does the Love Zone USA inquire into the backgrounds of its listeners or attempt to verify the statements of its listeners. The Love Zone USA makes no representations or warranties as to the conduct of its listeners or their compatibility with any current or future listeners. In no event shall the Love Zone USA or Blog Talk Radio be liable for any damages whatsoever, whether direct, indirect, general, special, compensatory, consequential, and or incidental, arising out of or relating to the conduct of you or anyone else in connection with the use of this service, including without limitation bodily injury, emotional distress, and or any other damages resulting from communications or meetings with other listeners of this service or persons you meet through this service. You agree to take reasonable precautions in all interactions with other listeners of the Love Zone USA, particularly if you decide to meet in person. In addition, you understand that the Love Zone USA makes no guarantees, either expressed or implied, regarding your ultimate compatibility with individuals you meet through listening to the Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. The Love Zone USA. In your charm Oh, 
Good evening. Welcome to the LoveZoneUSA.com. Yes, we are live tonight. It's yours truly, Mike T. After a hot, hot Labor Day and a few days afterwards, we're still celebrating a little bit of summer. Summer is officially over when Labor Day comes, but uh, not really. And I guess we'll be getting some Indian summer as well. So don't pull out the uh, sweaters just yet. As it it is officially football season, yeah, rah rah, we are gonna get it in this year. Especially you Giants fans out there. If any Giants fans out there tonight, let me know that you're out there. I need you to, uh, you know, just uh, chat on Facebook. Go to the go to the uh, Facebook uh, fan page, the Love Zone USA, and let me know that you're listening. Yeah, I wanna I wanna shout you out tonight, all Giants fans. But to start the season off, I think it's a little rain delay, but um looks like Philly and uh, Atlanta Falcons are going to be getting it on shortly, but they have a semi-rain delay. So while that's going on, just turn the sound down and uh, keep us on because we've got a uh, very special show for you. But before we get into that, I want to do some house cleaning. Yes, we are the Love Zone. It's been a great summer. I had some time off, and now we're back to work. Here to do what we do, and that's educate, elevate, and most of all, entertain. It's the place where you can listen to your heart, and we live, love, and learn. I'm your host tonight, and uh, we got a special show with a special guest, Pearl Jr., who has been on our show before. And tonight, I'm going to do a little third degree on her, but uh, I'm going to let the chips fall where they may, because I think... Uh, you will, well, I don't know what conclusion you'll make, but we're going to talk about Michael Jackson. Is he alive or isn't he? Well, I think Pearl has proof. I reviewed the uh, Alive 3, and that's just my opinion, although I did work with him. (laughs) I know him a little bit better than most of you, as well as his publicist for, well, the entire entire time of the group's uh, career once they started at Epic and CBS, Steve Manning. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I go a little deeper than most people. I've been around him. I've been around the family. And uh, I was their promotion person at CBS when they came from Motown. And from what I can tell, woo, yes, sir. <laughs> um, I'm going to let you jump. I'll, I'll state my opinion at the end, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I won't even say. Anyway, we're going to get into that show tonight. And for those of you who want to call in and you have questions, if you have questions either way, if you have doubt or whether you do believe by what this woman has been doing with her investigative uh, journalism, uh, feel free to call in tonight, whether you believe it or not. But I do urge you, and I do urge those of you who have not seen it as of yet, just check out the uh, Michael Jackson Alive 3 documentary that Pearl put together, which I'm going to be questioning her on this evening, and I'm going to do both sides of the fence. I'm going to be even, even-handed, and uh, we're going to talk about that. So make sure you stick around. We're going to get into some music right now, and you know, I thought the best way to uh, – well, Michael had a birthday not too long ago. We're going to get into that, Virgo. And for you Virgos out there, uh, I'm going to play this one in honor of Michael Jackson. It's his 
baby sister. It's our brand new record. It's titled Made for Now. Here inside the Love Zone. Got
8 p.m. right here on the Love Zone USA. Got some new shows that we're going to tell you about as well. But like I said, our guest will be here in a little bit. We're going to bring her on. Her name is Pearl Jr. She's an investigative journalist, and she has been keeping up with Michael Jackson, his death hoax. Now, I know some of you out there don't believe it's a hoax, but you just got to listen. Keep an open mind. That's all I ask you to do, and listen to what the woman has to say. I'm going to uh, be devil's advocate tonight and uh, play both sides. Like I said, I've worked with the Jackson family while they were at CBS, along with my friend uh, Steve Manning, who was their publicist, who still is uh, to this day. He's been doing work with the family. And uh, there's reasons that um, I guess one would, if one was going to fake their death, you need to know the reasons why. And I think you need to listen to those tonight. But we're going to talk about that. Because the title of the show, Michael Jackson is Alive, equals proof. We're going to continue with more music before we get into our guest tonight. I'm going to get into some more music right now here inside the Love Zone USA. I guess after this one plays, we should be, uh, it should be time to bring our guest on around 830 or so. Absolutely. Just listen to a few more minutes of music, and then we're going to get right into it. Is Michael Jackson still alive, or is he dead? You're going to find out for sure tonight here inside the LoveZoneUSA.com. When I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover.
old DJ and the occasional dumbass hit wannabe. Then comes along a DJ that knows how to party. The Party Rocker. What's up? This is your man Joe. Catch me live on the Love Zone USA with my man Mike T. Hey, what's up, you guys? This is Eric Benet, and I want to spend an evening with you, my fans, on the Love Zone. USA.com. When I need a lethal weapon against the challenges of love, I'll call on the Love Zone USA. This is Danny Glover. Hi, this is Phil Perry. And when I listen to love songs, I listen to Love Zone USA with Mike T. Doesn't get any better. Hi, this is Mesa. When I want to be loved good, I spend my evenings with Mike T on the Love Zone USA.com. He knows how to love you right.
that he faked his death? What What do you think the reason is? <laughs> well, I more than think I've proved it. Okay, I have proved that absolutely nothing checks out that Michael Jackson is dead. Nothing, and of course, it was a slow type of uh, learning process because it's been nine years now. And, um, and I was the first person to tweet that there was an ambulance at his house. So believe me, I thought he was dead. I was at UCLA right after the SUVs got there. And even one of Michael's SUVs, the hazard lights were still on. I saw Catherine walk into the hospital. I mean, I saw the crowd swell. I was there, you know, upset, hurt, you know, because the day before I had uh, went um, there because fans were saying Michael was sick. And then I learned the day before that a doctor was spending the night, just the day before. Now I went by Michael's house and talked to the fans that would camp out and wait for him to go to rehearsals and they follow him and all this other stuff. I had been doing that for a while because I knew one of the girls who sold maps there before Michael even rented that house. And I was the first person to tell people that Michael was going to rent that Carolwood house too. So I am deeply enthralled in what's going on in Michael's world. So for the first, uh, up until Valentine's Day, 2010, I had really believed that Michael Jackson was dead. I mean, I, I, you know, and I kept notes, even though I was hearing things that Michael Jackson faked his death. And I was like, oh, come on, come on, come on, you know, and I would keep notes, but I would never put down the, what we call now the believers. I would never put them down. I would just keep notes, keep notes, keep notes. And then eventually my, my notebook got full, you know what I'm saying? And I had a mountain of, oh, my God. And then I read the book, Is Elvis Alive?, which my partner, Cecil Holmes, um, had in, in our library. So I read that book, and three-quarters of the way through, I threw it across the room, and I was like, no way, because Michael had, like, copied Elvis's death hoax. And even Lisa Marie Presley said play after play after play was identical to her dad's. So then I found these domains. One was called ComebackMichaelJackson.com and MichaelJacksonComeback.com. Uh, so one of them was registered Valentine's Day, 2007, and another one was registered June 25th, 2009, the same day as the death announcement. And I was like, I'm in. And so then I wrote the book. Um, I wrote the book, uh, Suicide, Did Michael Jackson Fake His Death to Save His Life? And I released that May 2010. And it's 115,000 words, and it is just incredible because I give you links and, and, and stuff. So when you think I'm not telling the truth, I give you a link so that you can go to it and see for yourself. So there's a lot of, lot of stuff, Mike, that has happened in these uh, nine years. But as I went to answer your question, um, as I went to check out, there's no name on the grave. Uh, Forest Line uh, has said, we don't have Michael's body, never had it. And even though they told me that a month after September 3rd, you know, which was the burial date, uh, they told me that a month after, I was still like, nah, something ain't right, something ain't right. And I still was not a believer. And then Forest Line, uh, he's not listed in their database. And and then the Conrad Murray trial, oh, my God, with the alleged victim, alleged date, you know. So the body that went through the system is what I finally figured out. The body that went through the system was a cryonic body double. It took me a while. I know I'm giving it to you quick, Mike, but it took me a while to figure this out. This was a slow learning process, but um, you can learn that in Alive too. Michael Jackson, The Great Escape. So I think the doubters out there would say, okay, you heard it in the news. There was a television funeral. 
I watched it. And I have to say, I'm, I'm going to give my opinions as we go along, but mostly at the end, because I want you to get as much information in as possible. But I have to say that when it first happened, I have to say I was looking at a live three today, and I was one of those people in that documentary that said, he's dead? And I was saying to myself, no, he can't be dead. No, no. Although part of me was saying he was I couldn't believe he was dead. The other part of me was saying, was sad that he was. But then right. I'm going to ask one more question before we get to music. There were a lot of people who had doubts, I guess, like myself. They couldn't just believe that this man with all this money and, you know, people around him and the whole nine would just die like that. But anyway, here's the question that I think most doubters, I guess including myself in the beginning, would ask and I just want to ask this for the audience who are doubters. The question is, most times when I guess the layman, us normal people, go to a funeral home or the person is reported dead, somebody has to go and identify the body. And the question came to me that I think a lot of doubters would ask was, it's not identifying a body whose face was smashed or, you know, no. was eaten by wolves or Right. Michael Jackson, outside of Muhammad Ali, has the most famous face, <laughs> I would right. say, out of celebrities that I've met. So right. who, who, before we go into music, who would you say, and I know you have documents and shown documents, yeah. who would be the person that identified the body to corroborate mm-hmm. that Michael Jackson is dead? Okay, Mike, that is such a fantastic question. When you read the autopsy, it says method of identification, California driver's license. How did you get the name of the the decedent? It said California driver's license. No Jackson family member positively identified that body. That's number one. Number two, all the death documents are in the wrong name. They're in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson. His name is Michael Joe Jackson. That is his legal name. So a lot of people are like, it doesn't matter, Joe Joseph. Oh, yes, it does. So not only did I go down to the Department of Public Health and ask them, and they're the people that keep that are responsible for the death records, I went down there and I said, well, what, what would I do if uh, um, uh, a death certificate's in the wrong name? And they said it would be invalid. And they also told me it takes a court order to change that, okay? Now, let's go back a little bit more. I went ahead and I served the uh, the coroner with a Freedom of Information Act, asking him to provide me a copy of the California driver's license using the name of Michael Joseph Jackson, okay? He sends back to me, I don't have it. I sent all driver's licenses back to the California DMV and, uh, and pretty much F you, okay? So I said, okay, so now you told me to go to the California Department of Motor Vehicles. I served the California Department of Motor Vehicles a, uh, a Freedom of Information Act asking them and showing them because I have several driver's licenses and I have several passports. I even have his Motown ID. They all say Michael Joe Jackson. So does all his copyrights. And you know how, how um, valuable his copyrights are. 
every last one of them have the name Michael Joe Jackson. If you find a copyright, which was State of Shock and Michael Joseph Jackson, you will find a correction of another copyright in the name of Michael Joe Jackson. Okay. Now, the California Department of uh, Public Health also states in their handbook that um, no, AK, no AKAs, which is also known as, and no assumed names can be entered into the death record. Okay, so no one has positively identified that body officially. Now, we have hearsay of some people, and the casket was never opened, by the way. So I can go on and on and on, Mike, but I think I I answered your question there, that nobody officially identified the body. The coroner did it with a driver's license that does not exist. Okay, The, the lawyer, wait, the lawyer for the California Department was a lawyer. Okay, first they called me, California Department of Motor Vehicles called me from a block number. First they called me after they were late because you have 20 days to answer Freedom of Information Act. So they called me first and they were like, uh, ma'am, you sent us his driver's license, so why do you need us to verify? And I was like, are you telling me that there's no driver's license in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson? He was like, uh, uh, let, me, let me talk to legal. Let me talk to legal. Said that he would get back with me. Within a month, I got another letter signed by an attorney for the Department of Motor Vehicles saying, we have nothing to match your request. And I asked them for Michael's driver's license and told them the coroner said he sent it back to you. And did they have a driver's license? They say they have no driver's license in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson. That is not his name. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, if you are a doubter, this is going to be your half hour, and we're going to let the people who believe, we're going to let that happen after 9 o'clock. We we're going to be here for one hour with Pearl to uh, respect her time, and that's her answer. And uh, for me, it says volumes that um, Michael, as we all know, wasn't smashed up by bricks and, you know, house fell on him and, you know, face usually, you know, when the body is dead, uh, they, as she'd stated, they usually have an open casket. Look online, look wherever you want, and uh, we're going to go back into that. Why, if he didn't have a disfigured face, why would the most famous person in the world not have his casket open? And that could be the request of the family. But we're going to get into that when we come back with Pearl Jr. here inside the Love Zone USA. question is, this show is entitled, Michael Jackson is alive. Proof. We're going to come back with Pearl, and if you have questions, we're going to give out the number now, 347-539-5729, if you have doubts about Michael Jackson being alive or dead. Here, inside the Love Zone USA, this is a special mix. We're going to come back with Pearl in just a little bit. This is a mix by yours truly, Mike T., and this is one of my favorite mixes. It's called Remember the Time. Michael Jackson on the Love Zone USA.
Hey, this is Motown recording artist Kim. Tune in to the Love Zone USA.com and I'll talk with you soon.
The Love Zone USA. Want to generate more traffic and sales for your business starting now? Well, here's the marketing tool you've been looking for. What about advertising your business product or service to singles? Well, everybody knows. Singles have the most money to spend, and the LoveZoneUSA.com has accumulated the largest audience of singles on Internet radio. They've done this through a variety of shows discussing sex and controversial topics in the areas of relationships, dating, and marriage. They've also attracted celebrities to their show who are known by millions of listeners and fans, like The Temptations, divorce attorney Raul Felder, Gloria Allred, and Danny Glover. Your business will be exposed as a sponsor of a variety of shows with universal themes featuring love and music, celebrities, sex, and other controversial topics, offering your business maximum exposure to singles who have the most discretionary income to spend. So contact one of our business consultants today so they can show you how you can generate more traffic and sales to your website by becoming a sponsor of the LoveZoneUSA.com. By the way, if you haven't checked it out as of yet, be sure to check out Plus Size Life. It's a show designed for plus-size women. So if you are plus-size, that's the show to listen to. Every Tuesday night, 8 p.m., where we say plus is never a negative with your hosts, Jackie and Zuhaila. Be sure to check them out. And this coming Tuesday, they're going to have Olympic gold medalists. They're going to be talking about health and fitness with Miss Michelle Carter. This coming Tuesday night, plus-size lives. As we go back to our guest, Pearl Jr., I want to take back up the casket situation because many of you in the audience know now if you're a doubter give me a call 347-539-5729 uh this is the last chance i'm going to give the doubters a chance to call but being on the doubter side you know i always say if you remember emmett till his face was disfigured and they had the casket open now as we know when michael jackson died Presumably, it was because of some drugs that the uh, doctor gave him to help with his pain. That doesn't disfigure your face. Um, You know, giving you drugs to help with back pain doesn't disfigure your face. And I would think, I'm just, you know, on the the, the third degree side of third degree in Pearl Jr. For those of you who are doubters out there that he's dead or alive or whatever you believe that if his face wasn't disfigured, why didn't they allow the casket to be open when he was dead as one of the most famous faces in the world so you can see that? And is there a picture of him in a casket so we all could see? Now let's ask Pearl that question. So, Pearl, why do you think they closed the casket? He wasn't disfigured. I mean, he wasn't looking like Emmett Till. Um, right. That the family didn't didn't. I mean, it's the family's choice. I mean, you know, they can choose to do what they yeah. want to do. Absolutely. Um, but why do you think the casket was closed? Wow, you said so much, and I have so much to say. Well, um, if I can go back just a little bit, okay, it was a cryonic body double, okay, and on in cryonics, if you know anything about cryonics. It is the freezing of a, a legally dead body, but every it takes about maybe 72 hours, 48 to 72 hours for a, everything in the body to, cl- to die. Even skin cells last the longest. So they, they did plastic surgery on a similar body type and a similar face type than Michael Jackson. It was a cryonic body double. Now, Karen Faye 
uh, Dennis Tompkins and Michael Bush, who did Michael's makeup and dressed Michael for many years, for 20 years, uh, they said on, uh, I think it was 2020 or 60 Minutes, I think it was 2020, that they, it took them nine hours to dress the body in a duplicate outfit, right? A duplicate outfit. I guess Michael didn't want to give them his real outfit. In a duplicate outfit that we, we know Michael has worn before. And nine hours. Now, just like what you said is that he, he wasn't Emmett Till, he didn't get, you know, he wasn't this. And then I asked Karen about it, and she said, well, there was a, a cut on the lip, and, and they, they pulled out his brain, but if they take a piece of your brain for testing, uh, they do it on the scalp so that a wig can go over it. So I don't know what she's talking about. Nine hours? It takes two to four hours to do an autopsy. That means cut up the you know take out all the body parts weigh them chart it and all this two to four hours it also takes about two to three hours to do embalming so why would it take nine hours for three people to put on one outfit and put makeup on a guy that is the most beautiful death in the world you fell asleep right but i digress okay and the casket was never open it wasn't open at the private ceremony and it wasn't open at the uh, public ceremony so it so apparently they couldn't get that body to look enough like Michael Jackson to open the casket even after nine hours. Now let's go back a little bit. When the EMTs, the paramedics, first arrived at Carrollwood, um, they said it looked like an old cancer hospice patient who had been suffering a long illness. That is how they described the body. Both of them did um, um, in the preliminary hearings. At least one of them did at the preliminary hearings, right? So if the body looked like a, we saw Michael 12 hours before that, on, and this is it. So there's no way that he looked that bad. So I, so, and, oh God, I don't want to tell so much of my documentary because so much of it is so exciting to learn when you watch a live one, which is alive as Michael Jackson really did. Um, that one was on Netflix from 2011 to 2013. I had finished it in 2010. Then I didn't do another documentary live to Michael Jackson, The Great Escape. I didn't release that until November 2016. And then a live three is um, I released that January 15th, which is a very important date, 2017. So there's so much information, and I don't want to give it away, but I prove to you with evidence that that was a cryonic body double and not Michael Jackson. And you mentioned Emmett Till. Wait, you mentioned Emmett Till. I have to say, I wrote little notes here. You mentioned Emmett Till. It's so funny you mentioned Emmett Till because there was a a sheriff that was very instrumental in uh, Emmett Till's, the whole investigation of what happened to that poor little 14-year-old boy. It's a shame. It's still sad to me to this day. Um, There was a, a, a sheriff. His name was Sheriff Strider. And if you look at the mayor in Ghost, the, the character that Michael played in Ghost, his, his short film Ghost, it is the exact same face, same glasses as Sheriff Strider. And Sheriff Strider is quoted as saying, Emmett Till is still alive. Uh, it's the most amazing thing. <laughs> Just, it's, I'm telling you, Michael is an incredible genius, and he promised us, and this is it that you were going to get ready to go on adventure. It's a great adventure, nothing to be afraid of, and boy, has it been an adventure. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you have a question and you'd like to call in and speak to Pearl, a question that maybe I haven't asked as of yet that has been on your mind, feel free to give us a ring at 347-539-5729 as I follow up with this 
looking at the uh, live documentary three, the other thing that I saw that was uh, amazing to me, um, there was a video where I guess somewhere you did a print screen of Michael Jackson dancing. Now he's presumably dead, but yet the hey. ankles show the vertiligo. Yeah, and that, that, yep. that to me, that to me is key. And the fact that you said that the he had posted the video, but then he took it down. But somehow, you know, which which happens, you know, once you put stuff on the internet, other people have it. And and there was a, I guess, a freeze frame showing the vertigo of his ankle. Uh, yes. Well, could you expound upon that uh, a little bit for yes. our audience? Yes, it's a character of Michael's because if he's dead, he can't use his whole name, right? And the character's name is So For Go From Ashes. And uh, Michael would go on as a masked man, and he would do all these dances, and he would release all this stuff. And he, one time I was talking to somebody who I consider to be Michael Jackson, was proven to me he's been Michael Jackson, but he wants to keep it a secret, but it's already out there. But anyway, um, he was, I was saying, where are you, where are you, where are you, where are you? And then he releases this video of himself in France at this like abandoned hotel, which is reminds me of the shining. Remember that movie where um, during the winter, these big hotels, they closed down. So they let people rent them. So he was on the grounds of this big, huge hotel and he's walking the grounds. He got the Ben Crosby cart with kind of the smooth criminal hat on and he's dancing out of a window and he's, he shows a ship. And at the time Paris was involved and, and so was he and somebody wrote that's the black Pearl ship. So it's Michael's way of saying, Hey Pearl, here I am, you know? So it, it's just the most incredible, fun, remarkable, oh my God, movie. And with So For Go From Ashes, that video, thank God I saved it. Because um, So For Go From Ashes, which is which I believe is Michael Jackson, um, he uh, um, would take down certain videos. So all his dancing videos are not on, online anymore. Just some of them are. And that one with the vitiligo leg, because I don't think he realized it. Right, you know, and uh, so once we pointed out, uh oh, you showed your bit of life, but we know for sure it's you now. Then that video's taken down. But yeah, he was dancing also to uh, human nature, and you could just, it, it, you, it, the body structure is exact, the movements are exact, the the size of the head is exact, and then I show you who they tried to pawn off as as uh, so for Ashes, which is a guy named Pablo Terragamo. And um, uh, and Pablo just it, it, it's just not the same chest. It's just not the same body structure. And then I showed you in a live three how this actor that's supposed to be Michael messed around with had a movie with zombies and had another movie with the girl being the Living Dead. Oh, it is so amazing, Mike. It is just so amazing. You know, I, I, since we're past the nine o'clock hour and we got a twenty minutes ago, I'm on the positive side of agreeing with you. <laughs> from what yes, I I'm glad you watched the live three. I, 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 from what I saw on the live three, uh, what, what, that was one piece that, that got me. The second piece I'd like for you to comment on is that I knew it and I've been on, you know, video shoots with Michael Jackson when, he, when, we, yeah. when we shot at CBS. A friend of mine took me to one of the shots. And the right, and you know Cecil's dad too, right? Cecil Holmes. 
Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. yeah, yeah. So that's my partner, see, so you know his dad, yeah. I know his dad, right. I never met his son, but what I wanted to point out and wanted you to expound upon via this question is, you know, I knew he had some of the best people, and I've seen him, met him on his videos for makeup. So in your videos, live three, and it makes sense that a person who wants to stay dead is, would, would use makeup and mask. Would you tell, right. tell our audience about <laughs> – this is hard to even pose a question because I'm thinking about it. There was a woman who hugged you, and she was an older woman. Ah. And uh-huh. you are alluding to in a live three that you've had conversations with Michael Jackson or this so-called alias – and this experience at Macy's, would you just tell our audience a brief about this and, and why you feel that Michael used masks to disguise himself today? Well, that's another thing. <laughs> I kept saying to him, okay, this guy calls me, his name is, he, was, he went by Peter Pan, PYT, now he's Peter Madani and, and, and Bobby Anderson. So I would be on the phone with him and we were closer than close. Oh my God, we were so close. We spent so much time um, um, talking. And I was saying, you know what? I deserve a hug. You know, I've done all this and haven't asked for anything. I deserve a hug. And I, I was, and then I had to go to work. I was going to work one day, and I had to stop at Macy's. And I stopped at Macy's, and I'm at the the, the Mac counter. And all of a sudden, this woman dressed in a lot of a lot of layers of clothes and a hat and glasses, a black woman, and she had a young guy that looked like a security guard. But this is retrospect, right? Uh, she walks up to me and she says, "Hi." I said, "Hi." She said, "Can I have a hug?" I was like, "You want to hug me?" And she was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh my God, sure you can have a hug." Oh my God, I could just see it now. And I was, and I hugged her. And then I saw a guy that looked like, you know, his Nation of Islam, you know, security. I saw one of the guys, right? And I said, "Is that your son?" And I remember the look on his face. He went, <gasps> you know. And I thought I was scaring the old lady. And I said, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, I, I'm sorry. It's okay. Well, it was so nice meeting you, but it was Michael thinking he was being found out, right? And so mm. anyway, so it took me years. It took me about a year or so to, and he was, and I said, when am I going to get my hug? And one day he says, maybe you already got your hug. I was like, I already got my hug. What are you talking about? I ain't get a hug. What are you talking about? Right? And uh, so then uh, the Escape album was coming out. And there was another Peter Madani Facebook page, and, and I knew that he went by the name of Peter Madani, which was one of Michael's aliases. And on this page, it said, hugs keep you alive. And it was this graphic of this torso, and it had the date on it, May 13th, 2012, right? So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, that was the exact day that the Escape album came out, which was predicted two years in advance. And I went, I looked at my receipts of Macy's. I had to go back. What credit card did I use? I know I used a credit card. Thank God, thank God, thank God. It was, it was, it was May, it was uh, May 14th is when the charge came in. And I looked back and it was a sun, it was a, I think a Monday or a Sunday. I can't remember what day, but I remember the day before that I didn't leave my house. I did not leave my house that day, and therefore, there was no way that he could hug me that day because I never left my house. 
So one day after I got the hug is when uh, that came that 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 um, on that Facebook page, hugs keep you alive. And then I finally put it together. Oh my God, the old lady that looks like Miss Jane Pittman. Okay, if anybody mm-hmm. remembers the the drama uh, uh, movie, a miniseries, Miss Jane Pittman, which was a fictional story. I thought it was real until he told me it wasn't. Right? Why would he know that it was real? Um, but I thought it was a, a real story. And he would tell me throughout the time, Oh. Cicely Tyson is so beautiful, and he would be trying to, like, get my memory to go. You know, he would be throwing out little hints to me. And then finally, I put it all together. And I was like, oh, my God, the lady at Macy's, oh, my God, that was Michael giving me a hug. Oh, my God. So that was one of the one of the just absolute remarkable things that I and, – and he's done so many other things that are incredible. But if I can go back and, and just say something real quick – um, you also uh, mentioned before the show started about Steve Manning, that you know Steve Manning. Yep, absolutely. Yep. Yeah, well, I just saw him, you know, rest in peace, Papa Joe Jackson, at Joe Jackson's memorial. And I have a picture of him at Papa, because I, I was invited, I attended, and I have a picture of him. So if you want me to send it to you, I don't know when the last time you talked to Steve or you saw Steve or whatever, but I have a picture of him from the memorial. Oh sure, send it to me because I'm I'm friends with him on Facebook and we we talk from time to time. Um, what I want to get to now is the fact that um, wow, uh, there was another thing in alive that you uh, besides the older woman. Uh, I just thought it was incredible that it, it, it is it is definitely feasible. Oh, that's what I want to get to the seven-year period of, of the death. But let me let me comment on that older woman in the mask. That Michael would be have these people around him and 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 use masks. Now the other side of the coin is, if he's going to use a mask and go out, would he? He would no longer need bodyguards. But there was one thing in Alive that he said. He said something about the Matrix and the man he wanted to play, or if he could, it was mystery, mysterious. And I knew that about him. I knew that when we were at CBS, we had conversations, and he loved the mysterious side of things. Uh, that's why right. in um, your video it even showed where he was the Grim Reaper, and then he just, you know, faded away and came back. Now, two <laughs> One. Yes. Oh, well, if I may, I, before you ask that, write it down, because Miss Jane Pittman, I want to tell you something real quick. Um, he probably had a bodyguard with him that time because he didn't know if I was gonna if I was gonna out him. You see what I mean? I could have said, "Are you Michael? You giving me a hug?" He didn't know what my response was gonna be. You got to remember that, okay? Now, Miss um, Jane Pittman, uh, Michael drew a picture of Miss Jane Pittman um, on the and and he presented it on the Dinah Shore show when he was a teenager when the autobiography first came out. So when Michael goes to whoever his mask maker is, and I found out, I asked Rick Baker myself personally at the Scream event where I was VIP last around Halloween last year. I asked Rick Baker, who did the make Michael's makeup for Thriller, he did Michael's makeup for Ghost, he did the clumps makeup too, and I said, "Did you ever make a mask for Michael for Miss Jane Pittman?" He said, uh, no, but I did the makeup for Miss Jane Pittman in the movie. And then I said, really? Oh, my God, you did Miss Jane Pittman? He's like, yeah. And then he was he was kind of already moving. Then he said, then he repeated to me, but I didn't make a mask for Michael, though I didn't, as if he signed an NDA. Because he told me that too many times. You see what I mean? 
to where mm-hmm. I heard you the first time, you know. So, but it, I, I found it very interesting that he 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 caught to that he was all well was in the credits of Miss Jane Pittman and Rick Baker. Janet was in the clump, so he could make masks, you know. Who you know, he could do all kinds of things, show Michael the tricks of the trade and all that. And all Michael does is has to have them sign an NDA, and in the NDA, if you break it, you will owe a lot of money. So there's a saying somewhere that if you die, no, no, two things, boy, there's so much. Let me let me go to this one first, and then I'll, go to, I'll follow up with the second question. If you die after seven years, you can come back alive, and all your debts are erased, and, you, you know, you, I, no. I don't know what the exact rule is. Maybe you can help me on that one. But if a person faked their death, and then, you know, after a certain period of time, seven or ten years, I don't know what the number is, they would be relieved of all debts and all pressure, yada, 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 and they can come back and live a new life. That's one. Do you know what that time period is, Pearl, uh, real quick? Well, well, let okay, I did have to look up a lot of laws, okay, and there was something that was seven years, but I think – um, what 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 might be confusing, if I can go back a little bit, is not against the law to fake your death, okay? As long as you do not, and that's in a live two. A live two is very legal and it's very technical, so you got to watch a live two in order to really be prepared for a live three. But I made all three documentaries to stand on their own merit. But a live two, so uh, it's not against the law to fake your death. You cannot run from the law if you're a fugitive, no matter what. There's no time period on that. You cannot run from your debts. There's no time period on that. And, and you cannot um, run from your debts. You can't run from the law. And you can't collect any insurance, right? Um, so he never did any of that stuff. He cannot commit a crime. Now, the seven-year thing is like if you're missing, okay? If you're missing or something, they'll legally declare you dead in which you need a court order in order to undie yourself, okay, to undie yourself. So, um, but in the case of Michael Jackson, Michael Joe Jackson has never been declared dead. That's who he is. That's his name. Everything is is in the wrong name. Everything. All, uh, the the everything is in the wrong name. So, um, he did a song called "It's All in the Name, It's All in the Game," which was a duet he did with Barry Gibb of the Bee Gees. And he and Barry Gibb released it. Check this out: January, um, June 25th, 2011, exactly two years to the day of the death announcement. So. Um, the seven-year thing, it, it, I don't think it applies to Michael Jackson, plus it's statewide. Every state may have its own rules and own laws when it comes down to that. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm going to ask two more questions, and uh, I see some people online. If you are online and you'd like to speak to Pearl uh, before I let it go, uh, just press 1, and I will get you in so you can ask your question, anything that I haven't asked. But right now, I want to go to the dollar amount. Uh, in the beginning of Live 3, you referred to some dollar amounts of uh, monies he got from, from uh, what is it? Uh, financing. Yeah, financing. Uh, before I get into that, there is a call on the line, and I didn't get a chance to screen it, so we're just going to go to it because uh, I don't want to keep you too long. But uh, let's take a call from this number here. Uh, hello, you're on the Love Zone USA. My name is Mike G. What's your name, and where are you calling from? Hi, this is Teresa Bruner, and I'm calling from Florida. Teresa, how Hi, are Teresa. You? Hi, Pearl. How are Welcome you? <laughs> I'm doing good. 
Good, good. So you have a question? I, it sounds like you know uh, Pearl. So you have a question yes. or a statement? Yes, what, I do. What, uh, I was just going to um, actually add a little bit to it. Um, I uh, found Pearl, came across her on our YouTube channel a couple of years ago, and I was a total non-believer at that time. I thought she was crazy. And um, I kept following her, and the more I watched her, the more I got hooked on it, and the more I started to believe her. And after two years, I'm telling you, it, you got to listen to her. You got to watch her DVDs. It's, it's all true. Um, I mean, there's so much. Uh, I don't know if she touched on it or not, just the middle name, um, uh, 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 Michael's middle name, Michael Joe Jackson and Michael Joseph Jackson. His real name is Joe. Middle name is Joe, and on the death certificate, uh, the will, a lot of uh, legal documents that they're trying to, to uh, uh, you know, let people uh, see have the wrong middle name in there. Um, and uh, like uh, his mom and dad didn't even see the dead body. They neither one of those identified the dead body. Um, there's just there's just so so much. Um, I'm just, I I'm just, she turned me from a self. non-believer to a believer. <laughs> thank and, you, Teresa. And, wow. Teresa, thank you. Thank you for calling in and feel free to call in at any time. What, what baffles me about this is that, you know, I always tell people, okay, uh, the, the Justin Timberlake, uh, Jay-Z, you got $400 million. Well, can you, you know, you're going to, you're 40 years old. You got $400 million and you're not going to live for 400 years. Cause if you did, you could live off a million dollars a year for 400 years. Couldn't you? All right. Okay. Yeah. But in this, I saw in the beginning that it was something like 50 something million, uh, Pearl. Right. And yeah. uh, he's 50 years old. So, okay. I do the math. I say, okay, if Michael faked his death and he got this money minus some subtractions that you did in the beginning and it left him a baby, $40 million. Okay. Can the man live off a million dollars a year for, for the next 40 years, which would make him 90. I said, yeah, sure. Right. And, and, yeah. and I don't know about you and me and other people and Teresa, but I can live off a le- lot less than a million dollars a year. But <laughs> then, again, then again, then I scale it down. I'm saying, well, you don't need bodyguards at that point. You don't need all the stuff you need as a famous person. So you can walk out. And if you're going to use these masks, they're not costing you that much money to disguise yourself. Right. So you can live off a lot less money than a million dollars a year. Um, needless right. to say, the estate got a lot of money when he died that went to uh, Mrs. Jackson, the, the mother. Right. So, whether and, and, and you also alluded to a company that he set up prior, I think it was prior to his death, that his name is on it, that the company is involved or he's the only one in the company. He's the only officer in the company. But the bottom line to my question is Oh, why, oh I know. With, with, with that money that he received in, in the beginning, do you think that's what he's using to live off of, or do you think he is still in control of the estate, although he's not supposedly alive? Okay, I'm glad I wrote some notes. <laughs> uh, Michael is the trustee and trustor of his living estate, his living trust. Okay, it's a living trust. He, if he, I showed it in live three, he's the trustee and the trustor of it. And trusts are not supposed to be in your name as an individual. So that's how he's tricking people because if you don't look up the laws, you get confused because why is the trust in the name of Michael Joseph Jackson? Well, because he can call a trust boo-boo-poo-poo if you want it, right? 
So he decided to name it Michael Joseph Jackson, but it's a way of all in the name, all in the game. He's brilliant. It's absolutely a work of legal genius. Okay, so he's in control of everything with his estate. Now, I prove with legal documents that Michael had about $50 million because he refinanced his Sony ATV catalog, and we thank his manager, Ramon Bain, at the time for she was suing him unsuccessfully uh, for a certain amount, and she told everything in that lawsuit. And the crazy part about it is that, remember I told you at the beginning, my friend Linda sold maps outside of the Carrollwood house? Well, when they served, when they tried to serve Michael the papers, the security guard kicked it from under, kicked it, like they threw it over the fence, and the security guard kicked it outside of the fence, kicked it. So Linda picked it up, and she gave it to me. So I have the original legal documents because they, they threw it out, right? Um, and in that, and, and in that, Ramon proves that it was uh, Michael had like 43 million and he had uh, like 25 million cash and he was supposed to pay off debts of 17 million which he never did so he had all that money plus uh, Sony still owed him um, like 10 million dollars and then you do some subtractions and so Michael had at least 40 million dollars at the time of his death and he had a cash and it's all legal and you can't do anything with it also when there's there's there's, there's still an outstanding um, death estate tax IRS case that has not been decided, but death tax, which means that after you die, how much were you worth on the day of your death? You have to pay like a 35, 40% tax on that. Well, you don't, they don't tax cash. Cash is not a part of it. <laughs> it's not a part of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, so he, so it's, it's a work of, of, of legal, legal genius. Now, um, I was telling you that of Michael Jackson's companies that he owns, um, in a live three, he was the sole owner of all of his assets so that it didn't get messy, it didn't get complicated, that he had the final say so, so nothing got misconstrued. I'm telling you, this is a work of legal, absolute genius how he did it. And it's hard to explain it to people because they're like, we saw the, the, the memorial on TV. We saw Paris crying. Well, you saw Paris fake crying because Paris told Ellen on the Ellen DeGeneres show, she told her, she told Ellen that her dad taught her how to cry on cue. And if you look at that footage, not a tear drops, not a tear falls. Okay. And, um, and there's just so much more. I mean, isn't the show over? I mean, it's I'm just kind of going on and on and on. <laughs> No, well, yes, it is. It's nine thirty, and I and I want to want to first say thank you for coming on to the show, but most importantly, I want you to tell the audience how they can, um, you know, get a live three and your websites and you know your social media should they wish to contact you. And I know that's a little chancy because I, I I've understood that they you know, the haters have have gone to uh, you know other extremes. Um, but before we get to that, uh, Pearl, let me do one more thing, one last thing. There's another caller on the line. I'm going to take this call and see if we can get them in before I let you go. Um, let's see. Hello, you're on the line. Hello, welcome to the Love Zone USA. Whoops, that call dropped. Oh, well, anyway. So tell the audience how they can get in contact, well, first get the Alive 3 because that's something that they need, as well as your other documentaries and any website information you want to give away. And should these doubters, um, you know, the, the, the ones that, you know, I've, I've read that you've had some challenges with people who are really taking it to other extremes, should, should yeah. these, 
haters really want to get the information, which one of the three documentaries or or that you would point to them to to kind of subside their doubt? Because as the young lady who called in, uh, Teresa, I think her name was, she was a doubter, yes. and now she's a believer. So what? Right. What? Which one of those three? I know you know. Naturally, you want to you know tell them or go to all three. But what most important thing would you say out of all three that those people who want to harm you because you're telling the truth? Yeah. What would you point to 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 give them to open their mind a little bit more to possibly make them believe? Well, uh, first of all, most of the haters are believers, which is crazy. They just don't like that I say that a certain person is Michael Jackson. And and if they don't believe he's Michael Jackson, that's because he don't want them to believe it. Okay. He has so many tricks. It's just absolutely incredible. Um, Now, the Alive trilogy of Michael Jackson docs, you can documentaries, you can get on Amazon.com. It's called Alive trilogy of Michael Jackson docs and all three documentaries. I keep saying docs. A live trilogy of Michael Jackson documentaries. You can get all three of them in a box set on Amazon.com. Plus, if you're worldwide, you can uh, watch them on your device on Vimeo.com, V-I-M-I-O.com. And it's a live, is Michael Jackson really dead? That's the first one. A live two, Michael Jackson, the great escape. And a live three, Michael Jackson, the living dead. Now, the one that I would recommend for um, anyone that just wants, give me, the, give me the, the, the meat of it, is Alive 2. Because Alive 2 is the technical one. It is the one where I explain and I show you why he had to die of propofol intoxication. I prove to you that uh, it's a cryonic body double. I prove to you that the, the, the death photos were faked and photoshopped. I let you listen to testimony that's supported by propofol experts. I, um, I show you the documents of the Joe versus Joseph, in, and it is just so incredibly smart that, you know, it, it, it's alive, too. Now, alive three um, is the part where um, I explain uh, who Michael is today. Now, some people may not want to believe it, and if they don't want to believe it, I don't, I'm not sure why they're they're having a fit about it. They're making up stuff. They're lying. They're, it's just, it's Mike, it's really horrible. Um, you know, the police had to get involved, and, you know, Facebook has taken down several of their live videos. Uh, Twitter has taken down several of their tweets. Um, uh, YouTube has taken down several of their live videos. Um, you know, and Facebook has closed down several of their hate groups. So they are really uh, like a, um, they're on this fake crusade where they're saying, oh, we're going to save the world from you. But they, it, 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 people are grownups. They can believe what they want to believe. If they want to believe in Santa Claus, they can believe in Santa Claus. So they're taking it to an extreme, and it's a personal thing. And I think, um, I, I think it's a jealous thing. That's what I think it derives from, especially from one person who is like the ringleader of it, and then another person who um, is also a death hoax investigator. Um, this other person um, uh, just wants to like knock me down so she can, you know, go up, and she's like, you know, her her information is like first grade, and she's like the death hoax police who she's trying to twist around my information to make it false, but she's very, very unsuccessful with it. And she's not good at it at all, but, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a a second grade teacher trying to tell somebody at Harvard, I don't mean to brag, but I earned this. 
I earned it with all the work and all the money that I have spent making these documentaries, the thousands of hours I have spent researching, you know, um, I deserve to be called a Michael Jacksonologist. And I wouldn't use that lightly. Um, I use it because here I am 13 years deep into this and, and, and I do Michael all day, every day, you know, um, and also, I, I want to say one upcoming project that I have. It's a movie. It's a short film. Oh, Mike, I'm so excited about this. It's called Prisoner of Fame. And what I did was I had wrote a script, a screenplay, and it's 205 pages. And what I did was I said, oh, you know, I think I want to make a, a dramatic movie. And I went ahead and I took out 15 pages of it, which I, and it, it's really the cryonic body switch. And I created that into a short film and I'm getting the final cut from the director tomorrow. And I've had just, I had an award-winning director. I have great, great, great actors. I have um, the, the soundtrack features the guitarist that played on Bruno Mars's 24K and he played on Molly Cyrus and I, and, and my son got to work with him, who's a guitarist, and Cecil even, you know, did some uh, composing. And I just thank, you know, I just thank everyone so much. And I can't wait till tomorrow so I can get the final cut. So it's called Prisoner of Fame. So we're going to hope that we can uh, turn it into a two-season uh, two miniseries. Well, I hope you do, too. And before I let you go, I have one more question, but I do have this person back on the line, so I think they are serious about asking you something. So we're going to go to the phone line before we let you go. And hello, you're on the Love Zone USA. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Andrea Williams, and I'm from Hayes in Arkansas. Okay. Hi, Andrea. Hi, Paul. Hi, Mike. Hello. Hi. Hi. <laughs> I'm calling. Well, I'm calling first. I'm finished. First of all, I want to say that in 2009, I cried my eyes out because I just knew that MJ was gone. And I believed that up until 2016. And I started, I had to stay at home because I got sick. So I started looking, listening to Michael Jackson's music and Pearl popped up on YouTube, and I was like, okay, let me listen. I listened to her, and from then on, I have been a believer because I have been able to follow every fact that she states. I can follow it, and I can see that MJ is alive. And I just want to say that I am thankful for Pearl. I love it. I love you, Pearl. Oh, thank you so much. I really need those encouraging words. Thank you. I appreciate it so much, Andrea. You're such a doll. Thank you so much. And uh, and, and one more thing. Go ahead. People should read people should get her trilogy DVDs and watch them and they would understand and believe also. Well, Andrea, what one question for you before I let you go. What uh -huh. was it that, if you can remember, that turned you around, that made you a believer of the information that you saw beside, you know, uh, running into Pearl on YouTube? What would you say to other people who have doubts? What was the one thing that turned you around? What, 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 what made me start wanting to, to figure out things about MJ was, one, the funeral. 
there was no open casket, and normally a big entertainer like that that I've seen in my lifetime has had an open casket. Then two, the music, the music was dropping hints. And then three, I started just reading his books and reading different things and listening to different interviews and listening to his brothers and sisters and they were using the wrong words and everything. And I was like, wait a minute. I'm not right here. So I started yeah. looking for it, and I found Pearl. Oh, that's wonderful. Thank you so much, Andrea. Yep, yep. And uh, uh, it's hard to see. I haven't yet to see Prince and Paris cry. I, I just haven't. You know, they did depositions. Paris was yawning during the whole deposition and cracking jokes. Prince went on the stand. He didn't cry. But when um, 3T went on the stand, they cried, and their mother had died 20 years ago. You know, mm-hmm. so it, yeah. yeah, so there's a lot more stuff and stuff that I didn't even include. Uh, Mike, I still have enough information to make an Alive for. okay? That's how much more there is. I have enough info to do an Alive for. <laughs> That's not in the live one, two, or three. You have information that none of us have seen yet that you could make an alive for you. It's all yes, new. like it's the all Freedom new. of Information Act, the Freedom of Information Act, and some other stuff from the coroner and some other rele- revelations and some more things have happened since January 15th, 2017. We're at a year and a half from there now. So there's been more stuff that's happened and more stuff that I have done. So, yes, I still have enough information to do in a live four. And believe me, Mike, death ain't that hard. If he's dead, you would have maybe a chapter of something. You know what I mean? But here I am at 254 minutes jam-packed of information. Um, and it is just it, it's so incredible. And one thing Andrea said is that, you know, Elvis's casket was open. Even Aretha Franklin's casket was open. So was Whitney Houston. We have pictures of them in their casket that is not Photoshopped. There is a fake photo out there of Michael in a casket, but it's James Brown's. James Brown's casket was open. James, it, it, it's Michael's head from James Brown's funeral that he attended when he first got, came back to the United States after being acquitted. Um, um, photoshopped in, in James Brown's casket. So th- there's no photo of Michael Jackson in a casket, period, okay, because the casket was not open. I asked Angel Hoansky, who has been the family publicist for nearly 30 years, and uh, she told me that, that she went to the private funeral, and she told me the casket was never opened, and they worked on it for nine hours, they couldn't get that face to look enough like Michael Jackson because he died in his sleep. Like you said, it's a beautiful face. It's a beautiful death. Mm-hmm. Well, all okay. I ask for yep. is that you stay safe. And as soon as you get this uh, new, um, I guess, film uh, completed, I would love for you to come back on and let us talk about it a little bit and promote it. And, um, let the people out there know uh, what's going on so they can make decisions for themselves. Cause you know, naturally I, I, I doubted a teeny bit in the beginning, but something inside me said, Michael's still alive. And when yeah. I ran across you, you corroborated a lot of information and doubting questions that I had. Um, and I was more on the inside than most people. 
And uh, I, I, I totally believe that if anyone would fake it and make it, <laughs> it would be him. It's Michael. He, he has that right. type now, of, of, of genius, um, whether it be music or other things, to keep mysteriously leading people on. And my last question to you is, why do you think that the mainstream media, no one has jumped on this from uh, what people consider credible stations, CNN, this, whatever, whatever. You're the only one out there blowing this trumpet like Paul Revere, Mm -hmm. and no one else in, quote, unquote, the mainstream media is jumping on this even though you're, yes. you're standing on this mountain tall and strong. So why do you think that is? Well, um, there's a couple of tabloids, like um, when the estate registered a domain that I once owned, and that was first, before I owned it, was registered on June 25th, 2009, the same day as the death announcement, which is called MichaelJacksonDeathHoax.com. Um, and, uh, and then they let it lapse. Okay, and then I bought it for a few years, and then I let it lapse, and then the Michael Jackson estate bought MichaelJacksonDeathHoax.com, and I got the National Enquirer to cover the story, so that was kind of good, and I've also had Russian TV interview me a few times and Brazilian TV, but you're right, no mainstream media. Now, some tabloids in the U.K., uh, they've picked up on it, but let me tell you, they do the stupid stuff, okay? They do the, the, the like, the, they report on the clues that make us look stupid. Like, um, um, like um, Jackie Sundeals got married, and uh, um, there was a guy there, an overweight guy that could have been Michael in disguise. It could have been, but it's, that's not a fact. It could have been. So they covered that. They cover um, another, uh, what was it, another one that I, oh, that some, in Paris, in the car with Paris, somebody was in the back seat, but that was really a cousin named O'Shea Jackson. They said that that was Michael in the back seat, so that's, that's not good. And then they covered, uh, oh, there's a, there's a lyric in Janice's song, The Great Forever, and she says, at least people think she says, can you believe, don't believe Michael is dead or something, but it's so ambiguous, you can't understand it. And I've listened to it probably 50 times to see, and I, you know, so they'll cover stupid stuff, but they won't cover the real stuff like, um, like no name on the grave. That is the simplest one in the world. And that Forrest Lawn won't admit that Michael Jackson's buried there, and they never have. You know, they won't cover that stuff. They won't cover the alleged victim and alleged date in the Conrad Murray verdict, how the body is alleged, even by the Los Angeles district attorney. Um, and I send these people um, e-blasts. I send all the majors these e-blasts telling them. But I think that they have such an investment in their Michael Jackson documentaries and their Michael Jackson stuff that they all that will become worthless, right, if, if Michael comes back and says he's alive. Plus, they don't want to admit that they got fooled. They don't want to have egg on their face. I remember Jimmy Fallon, uh, The Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon, um, he uh, had Paris on one of his shows, and they were cracking eggs on their head. And I'm like, oh, egg on the face. You know, uh, you know I, I don't know. But it was just kind of weird, right? So a lot of the media, they don't want to cover it because they look like fools. This is what I'm thinking. And also that um, their, their properties will be worthless. You know, all the Michael documentaries that they've done, you know, and that's all I can think of. Or, you know, I'm a small black female owned media company. I hope it's not because I'm a black female owned media company and they don't want to see me get the notoriety or the fame or the prestige or the money for um, figuring it all out because they've all made fun of me. 
You know, even at the 2005 trial, they were like, who is this know-nothing little person with a, a credential? And they didn't know that I qualified because I had 330,000 households watching my show Monday through Friday in Los Angeles. That's how, And it was just a coincidence that my show was on when Michael had the trial. It was just kind of like fate, you know. Um, and, and also they looked at me crazy when I covered the Conrad Murray trial. When I covered the Catherine versus AEG live trial, by the way, AEG had refused to uh, to stipulate that Michael Jackson was dead for seven, eight days, for eight days. And then they finally did, but they did it and made sure it was Michael Joseph Jackson. Okay. So there's so much stuff. And AEG is forever cleared of anything that has to do with Michael's death, Michael's death hope, all that stuff. It is just so genius what has happened and i will explain more stuff when i get a chance to do a live four now please go on my website if you can't remember a live trilogy of michael jackson documentaries on amazon.com or which documentaries what go to my amazon my michaeljacksoninsider.com page and if you go to my website michael jackson insider which is all seven letters by the way <laughs> michael in seven 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 um <laughs> Um, you can get links to all my stuff on michaeljacksoninsider.com. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Pearl Jr., uh, investigative journalist, and she's given you enough information for you to peruse it on your own and then make a decision. Pearl, all I can say is uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think you're doing a great job. I, um, I've looked at the information myself, and, and, and it just corroborates a lot of things that I've thought. I am a believer that uh, Michael's still around. Hopefully he's listening tonight. And if you are, Michael, i got another mix for you, so hang in there. Pearl, <laughs> I'll be bringing you back soon. We, we'd love to have you back, uh, especially after you have your film done. Uh, we'd like to talk about that as well and uh, let the people know how they can, you know, get to check it out. So I hope you'll uh, give us the opportunity to, uh, you know, let you come back and uh, talk some more. Okay. Thank you so much, Mike. I really do appreciate it. And good luck on your, your nearing 300,000 uh, listeners. So good, good luck. Oh, yeah, we, we eclipsed that. We eclipsed that. We finally did. And oh. thanks to people like you who came on and, and gave our audience content that, uh, you know, we, we feel that is worthy uh, for people to listen to. So I thank you so much, Pearl, for sure. All right. Thank you so much. Okay, take care, Mike. Thank you, everybody. Okay, <laughs> All right, Pearl. Take care. So, ladies and gentlemen, you heard it from Pearl Jr., investigative journalist. She has done a lot of work on this. She is passionate about it. And I don't think a person does this kind of work just to be telling lies that long, you know, then somebody smoke her out. If she's telling that many lies, why don't you just smoke her out? You know, it's easier to smoke her out than it is the president. But, um, yeah, I don't think a person puts that much energy and time in this for a lie. On that note, I'm going to take you into one of Michael's favorites right now. We're going to come back with some more Michael Jackson. So y'all, you hang in there because we got some Michael Jackson music before I close the show. And here's one of his favorites that I know of. It's called Make It Funky by James Brown on the LoveZoneUSA.com. What you going to play now? Bobby, I don't know. But whatever I play, it's got to be funky. Yeah. One, two, three, make, make it funky. funky. Make it fun. Huh. Make it fun. I got the make it fun. Make it fun. Make it fun. Tell me, make it fun. No, it is. 
That's James Brown for you. Well, it looks like the clock on the wall, so that's just about all for yours, truly, Mike T. Before I let you go, I want to remind you that on Wednesday nights we got the best of soul with Soul Paradise with uh, my man Rolls Royce Jr. And uh, <laughs> definitely want you to come back the next time we invite Pearl on because I'm sure she's going to have more information. And be sure to check out those trilogies. I'm going to post the links on our fan page. So if you didn't get the information and copy it down, uh, it'll be there to tomorrow. I'm going to post it the Facebook fan page at www.facebook.com backslash the Love Zone USA. For you football fans, I'm going to leave you with one of my mixes by Michael Jackson before we go. I know uh, you're watching the football game, hopefully with the sound down, and hopefully you got some information to keep your mind open to uh, check out, you know, what Pearl is talking about. She is backing her information up with proof and for you to decide and let you make the decision. As I leave you, as I always say in closing, I've enjoyed your company. I hope you've enjoyed mine. For those of you who did, I'll see you another time. Whatever you do, do it with two. It's more fun than one, and make sure that uh, – <laughs> You do it with someone you love Because you don't want to have to fake your death Here inside the LoveZoneUSA.com I'm going to leave you with this very special mix The Girlfriend Network is coming up soon With uh, Karishma And Nacon Be sure to check them out on Monday nights We got the Plus Size Life show on Tuesdays At 8pm Followed by Rolls Royce In Soul Paradise on Wednesdays I'll be back next Thursday with another show and you got my man Tony Diamond on Fridays. We've got uh, Tasha Lowe Queen coming up soon, a gospel hip-hop connection show on Sundays. But right now I'm going to leave you in the hands of one of the most fav- favorite human beings that I've met in my life, a man who was a real humanitarian. And I've told the story many times when I had to take them out on tour um, in New York, and uh, he made sure that the limousine driver came in and got some food. And leaving a limousine on the streets of New York is not an easy thing to do without being told they don't care who you are. But it wasn't Jackie. It wasn't Tito. It wasn't Marlon. It wasn't Randall who asked me to go outside and go get the limousine dra- driver, John. i never forget it because his father owned the limousine company that I would expense to take the Jacksons on tour around the uh, New York area and during the disco time. It was Michael said, where's John? Where's John? In that little high voice of his. And he would say, make sure he comes in. And, I, and behind the velvet ropes in the VIP area where I, where I had them seating, he made me go outside, go get John around the corner. I had to find him to have him come in, and he was saying, Mike, I can't leave this limousine, and I'm between a rock and a hard place. I'm going to lose my job if they get this car towed, and John doesn't want to leave the car, and Michael's commissioning him to come in because he's a human human being that I have never met that even worried about the limo drivers. And for that I say, one day I'm going to get his son on this show. You know where his son is? Mr. Howard. <laughs> Mr. Howard, yes, we'll talk about that a little later, uh, but uh, would love to have him on the show. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit, but we're going to do that. But right now, I'm going to leave you in the hands of my special mix. This is Michael Jackson. Until next week, take care. This is Billy Jean, a Mike T. Mix. Ciao.